Coming up this week, we look at the three Premier League games and EFL. Can Yeovil progress in the FA Trophy? Peter's back with another teaser. And did Liam make it five in a row on predictions? In the wonders of why, I have a little something different regarding football manager related. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of You From The Sideburn Podcast. It's Chris here and Liam is here. Hello Chris. Hello mate, alright? Yeah, not too bad of you. Yeah, well, stress-free weekend with no football. So. Yeah. <laughs> and Villa didn't lose this weekend, which is good mate. No, I'm seeing that as a win. That's the, that's the good thing, that's the main <laughs> thing. So yeah, we've... Um, We'll go through, obviously, the Premier League games. Obviously, will be a shorter podcast than normal, um, obviously, due to the winter break and the Man City game then getting called off. Uh, so, we will we'll go straight into Pete's teaser. What have you got this week, Pete? Who is the only player to win the Premier League with both Manchester clubs? OK. Um, Premier League player, play for both Manchester clubs to win the title as well. Yeah, I have to say, Pete, I think you're letting us off a little bit again this week. <laughs> I think we'll be closing that gap. Um, but yeah. we'll uh, we'll go into that, obviously, uh, at the end of the podcast. Um, but we'll have a look at what happened in this week's Premier League games. There was just three of the Man City and West Ham game get called off due to the bad weather. Um, so we'll start with Everton uh, versus Palace. Um, a really good win for Everton, I thought. Um and a good thing for Palace as well, Christian Benteke scoring. <laughs> this, it must days. have been a good day. But yeah, I, I thought the game was... Um, I think when you look at this sort of fixture on paper, I think you expect it to be quite even. I think Palace did edge on possession and shots, but Everton were a lot more clinical in front of goal. Yeah, I think that Ancelotti um, sort of instilled that in them. Since he's joined in, um, strikers seem to be getting a lot more goals. Calvert-Lewin scored again. Um, I know I said it a few weeks ago on the podcast, but I, I genuinely think if he keeps up this form, he is an outside chance with all the England strikers being injured at the minute of, uh, of making the squad in the summer. And I don't see why not. You know, he's, he's flying at the minute. And um, yeah, they're on great form, Everton. I think it's only Liverpool ahead of them in the form table over the last 10 games. So, yeah, they'll be really pleased with it. And they took their goals well. A bit sloppy defending for Palace. But, yeah, you've got to score them. You can only play the yeah. team in front of you. So, well, I saw, yeah. I did see that it, it said on, um, I think I saw on Twitter, that since Ancelotti took over um, at Everton, other than Liverpool, they have um, gained the most points um, in yeah. that period. So, you know, he, he has come in. I think we always knew that he was he was gonna do a really good job. You know, he's got, you know, probably one of the best managerial CVs that you can probably have. He's, you know, he's he's had some taken charge from the biggest teams in the world. So um, for him, I think he is the right person for them. And I think he, you know, they've had previous managers where we've questioned whether they're going to take them forward. But uh, I think his name as a manager will entice. Big players come to uh, come to Everton. He carries a lot of weight behind it, I think, and he will attract some big names. But I mean, they were always too good to stay around the bottom three, which is, I think, where they were when he took over. And um, you know, we all expected him to 
to turn it around, but to do it in the manner that he has done, you know, he's not just done it in a sense of no. scraping results here and there. He's actually actively improved. The defending at the back was the big problem. He seems to have sorted that out. And while that's happened, he's also got their striker scoring, which was another thing I think they lacked a little bit of movement up front. I mean, we've watched him a few times, Chris, and we both said they do look a bit slow at times. Mm. He seems to have turned that around. And, yeah, credit to Doing him. Doing a good job, yeah. And Rashad's um, goal was brilliant as well. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a really good Great. goal. Um, but we'll, um, we'll move on to the Brighton-Watford game. Um, I think... I had this one down as a draw uh, before the game and I wasn't disappointed. Um, I thought it was quite a fair result. Um, obviously, Watford taking the lead in this one as well, but uh comes down to an own goal, unfortunately, for, for them at Brighton get the equaliser. Um, but for Watford, this is, after going 1-0 up especially, I think this is one of the games after going one up that they would have wanted to hold on to, get those three points um, to try and you know elevate them more up the league because I think Nigel Pearson he's come in he's done a good job um, but I, I almost see kind of the shines kind of come off mm. them recently with their performances I you know when he first came in you know they were full throttle um, I think they I think it was after did they play Arsenal and I think they got a, they got a point or a win. I can't remember if it was a point or a win but you know it was one of the best games they played all season but um, yeah just a little shine I think coming off their, their recent performances and, you know, they are going to have to start picking up wins and I think this is one of them that they would have they would have had down on paper to, uh, to, to get. I think both teams probably would have had it on paper as a game that they fancied themselves. I think over the, over the 90 minutes, I think a one-all draw was probably right. It get The game sort of seemed to go, the momentum switched between either side, but I think you could tell that Watford especially, heading towards the last 20 minutes, they didn't seem like they had the confidence to to pull off the 1-0 win. I think they were always expecting Brighton to come back into it. It was a quite a funny own goal, really. <laughs> not quite sure what he was thinking, but um, it could be a really important one. It doesn't really do either team any good, to be no. honest, because they've now played a game more and a lot around them, and we'll we'll talk about Bournemouth later. They're in the same position, but I thought, yeah, for Watford to score such a good goal so early on, that is when Pearson took over in the first place. They would then go on and get a second, maybe a third, and make the game theirs. Now I think the confidence has gone, and they're more than content to sit back and, and they let Brighton back in the game. Really. Yeah, this is yeah, this is the thing that I picked up on. You know, they scored the goal. First half, to be fair, they, they actually they did play well, but look, you know, you made a good point that the the last sort of twenty minutes the confidence just seemed to be drained from them. They didn't you know, they weren't going forward as much and you almost you know, almost felt that there was gonna be a, a a goal for for Brighton, you know, however it would come, obviously ended up being well, they, they sat so deep, really. I think they were, they were the, they were their own worst enemy, really, because of because they were sitting so deep. Balls like that come across the box, and when your defence is turned towards your own goal because you're looking to take steps back all the time, it looks like it's led to um, Mariaka putting it in his own net. But yeah, it, it probably was a fair result on reflection. I think Brighton probably could have had a penalty as well thrown in there. 
it was a 50-50 one. I've seen them given. And, um, yeah, I, I think um, they'll both be in a scrap right to the end this season. Yeah, so we'll move on to another team that are in a, a huge, huge scrap at the moment. Um, and another team that have probably surprised many people this season, Sheffield United. Um, much like the Watford game this one, obviously Bournemouth taking the lead in this one, but it just lacked, you know, so much. Um, Bournemouth, oh, just, I don't know what it is with them. You know, um, this was my fear for them. Obviously last season, they had a really, really good start to the season last season. And the last sort of four or five months, they really, really um, struggled. And it's almost the same this season, but unfortunately for them, their first part of the season wasn't great either. So I think they're already in that mindset of they are in a relegation battle. Um, And again, going 1-0 up, you'd expect them to keep at Sheffield United. And Sheffield United, you know, are one of the hardest teams to break down. So getting a goal against them is hard enough. Um, But letting them run at you they they don't play sort of you know that sort of football that's got a lot of flair in it Sheffield United they're sort of a, a you know ragged edge sort of football if you get what I mean you know they don't mm. they follow the rules necessarily but you know I just I really do worry for Bournemouth now yeah they they started really well, to be fair. I know they obviously got the early goal, but they had a few more chances. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. After that, I just... Sheffield United almost seemed to pull themselves up by the scruff of their neck and say, right, let's get in the game. And then Bournemouth went, OK, we'll just sit back and, and see how things play out. They didn't really seem up for the fight, I think. No. Maybe Sermon aside, I know he tried to start on Wilder. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was... It was a bit of a mismatch, but it was a little bit. But I think um, Bournemouth's main main problem this year, obviously, Wilson is still playing. He obviously scored um, scored at the weekend, but I think their big players, apart from him, have really gone missing. I think Fraser is a shadow of what he was last season. He's not making the runs into the box. He's not um, he's not like scaring defenders like he did last year. Mm-hmm. When he and I think the big loss is David Brooks. I think he's not come back from injury yet. He was a huge player for them last year. And I think they've missed his um, sort of within the final third of the pitch. He got an assist. He'd chip in with a few goals. And I think that's what's missing. They haven't got that midfielder that is going to get them 10 goals a year. No. I think Harry Wilson's done well, but he's a young lad. He's only on loan. And um, he had a good start to the season, but seems to have petered off a little bit. So, obviously, they've still got players to come back from injuries, but it's not looking good for them at the moment. Yeah. I think they need their big players to turn around and say, right, let's uh, get in a proper scrap and, and sort ourselves out. And the how situation, what, 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 what do you think is going to happen there? Obviously... A lot of talk online saying that he he will he will stay he'll see the job through if they get relegated he's not going to be sort of manager that will get up and leave you know which I don't think he will I think unless he is sacked I don't think he'll leave yeah and I think they owe him the opportunity to save them I think yeah if come the end of the season they're in seventeenth place they're still going to have Eddie Howe starting next season if they're in the bottom three. 
I don't know. I think if if maybe how if Eddie Howe had the choice, I think he would stay. I don't know whether the board will decide to keep him if they go down to the championship. It might turn out that he's too expensive to keep because there are big teams at the bottom at the moment. You look at, you know, West Ham, Palace are now starting to struggle as well. Are they going to be looking for a manager next season? And if they are, Bournemouth might be the place that they go to. You don't know. So, um, yeah, I think if they stay up, he will stay. They owe him at least the opportunity to I think only time will tell there, but um, well, that's that's it from from the Premier League this weekend. Mate. <laughs> Busy weekend, <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, we'll we'll break quickly and we'll come back in part two with an EFL review predictions. Uh, we'll try and guess Pete's teaser and something special regarding Football Manager. So we'll see you in part two. Welcome back to part two of View from the Sideline podcast. We're going to go straight into the Football League review. And Liam has got the Championship and League One. Yeah, so in the Championship this week, West Brom extended their lead at the top to four points with a 2-0 win at the New Den against Millwall in the only game played in the Championship on Sunday. Uh, The fact they were put in such a good position was down to Leeds losing to fellow promotion hopefuls Nottingham Forest 2-0. But you're you're not, you know, you don't... You're a huge Leeds fan, though, Liam. What? Yeah, well, I've been bitterly disappointed. Um, I got in trouble with some Leeds fans on Twitter for saying that they're bottling it. Uh, I have. Uh, I think I retweeted it. So if anyone wants to see Liam getting some abuse from Leeds fans, it's on the on the Twitter account. Yeah, I mean, to, in, in my defence, they were what twelve points clear, eleven points clear at one point. They're now level on points with Fulham. In third, so I think I, I think I've got a good point there. And uh, after the way they treated Villa last season, <laughs> I think I've got every right. Um, so yeah, as I say, um, Fulham are now joint uh, on points with Leeds in third place uh, because they won one nil away at Blackburn this weekend. Brentford are currently in fifth after an entertaining three two win against Middlesbrough, and Preston overtook Bristol City into the playoffs after a two one win away at Wigan. Bristol lost 3-1 at home to Birmingham City in the Friday night game with Scott Hogan on the score sheet, despite being on loan from Villa, and also an own goal from another former Villa player in Andy Wyman. At the bottom of the table, Barnsley were the only team in the bottom three to pick up any points after drawing one all with Sheffield Wednesday. Bottom place Luton lost 1-0 at home to Cardiff. Wigan are now four points adrift in 22nd after Stoke leapfrogged Charlton with a 3-1 win against them. Elsewhere in the Championship, Huddersfield eased relegation fears with a 2-0 win against QPR. Derby claimed a great victory in their late playoff push, coming from 2-1 down to beat Swansea 3-2. And finally, there was a one-all draw between Reading and Hull in their mid-table clash. In to League One. All of the top four won this week, and all of the bottom four lost, meaning there's no change at the top or the bottom, really. Uh, first place, Rotherham beat Lincoln 1-0 in the Friday night game. Wickham beat Bristol Rovers 3-1, staying second. Peterborough are only a point behind in third after a 4-0 win against Oxford, despite playing the last half an hour with 10 men. Coventry are a further point back in fourth after a last-minute winner saw them beat bottom club Bolton. Speaking of the bottom, Bolton remain on 11 points at the foot of the table, so it's looking really bad for them. 
Notts for South End on 16 points. They lost 2 1 to Blackpool. Tranmere are six points above them, but still in deep trouble on 22 points as they lost 2 0 to fifth place Portsmouth. Just outside the relegation zone, AFC Wimbledon lost 2 1 at home to Fleetwood. Uh, they still remain six points clear of Tranmere. In other results, there was a 0 0 draw between the Tenmen of Burton and Gillingham. Doncaster and Rochdale also drew one all, as did Shrewsbury and MK Dons. And finally, Sunderland overtook Ipswich into the final playoff spot with a 1 0 win at the Stadium of Light. So, uh, League Two, Leeds Swindon drew one all with Carlisle, while Crew in second beat Oldham two goals to one. Exeter in third beat bottom place Stevenage 2-1 and Plymouth in fourth lost 3-0 to fifth place Colchester. Northampton in sixth lost 1-0 to Port Vale and Cheltenham in seventh lost to Scunthorpe. So a few of the teams there in the top seven losing. Um, And at the bottom, Stevenage still remain bottom and they're now five points adrift of Morecambe um, after Stevenage defeat to Exeter. Uh, moving on to the National League, there wasn't actually a National League game for you over this weekend, although they were in the FA Trophy. Um, unfortunately, they are no longer in the FA Trophy after they lost to Notts County. Um, they are playing in the league tonight, Yeovil. Yeah, big game for them as they take on Harrogate in second. But unfortunately, they are 1-0 down currently. So, not a good week so far for Yeovil. Moving on to predictions. Um, so Rich came back and did predictions for us uh, last week, and Liam unfortunately couldn't make it five in a row. No, uh, him, no. <laughs> him and Rich both scored six goals, uh, six goals, six points, and I got nineteen. Uh, unfortunately, the Man City West Ham game was called off, so you may have lost a little points there, Liam. But I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure Man City would have beaten West Ham. So. It, it would have saved me, I think, this week. So, yeah, so as I said, I uh, mentioned earlier, um, so the Wonders of White, something a bit different this uh, week. Um, so I was reading a news article. So they run a football manager um, simulation. Um, so they basically set up the season so far from Friday night. So everything before Friday is, is exactly how it was so far this season. So they ran the simulation to the end of the season and obviously uh, came out with Liverpool winning the league, which is no surprise there. But there were a few surprises, Liam. So I'm going to do a little guessing game with you. Um, Manchester City was second, but who do you think the simulator thought was going to come third? Uh, Bearing in mind, you uh, play football manager, so you know the good teams in the Premier League obviously stats-wise for players. So you have to take that into account. Obviously, it might not go by form, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Um, so I always think... They always they always make Chelsea finish near the top, but I always think they they give Spurs a bit of a an easy ride. So I'm going to say Spurs to finish third. See, this I knew you'd do this because you play football manager. You're right. They have they have this simulation of Tottenham finishing uh, on 63 points. Um, Sorry, Rich, but they massively overestimate Agus. Yeah, yeah. In fact, Tottenham did not lose a single game uh, <laughs> in the simulation that they ran. Um, so in fourth was Chelsea, um, which meant that Leicester dropped down to sixth whilst Wolves finished fifth. Wow. Um, Here's the big one for you, uh, Liam. 
did Villa go down in this simulation? They, to be fair, they always tend to do okay. I think no. I don't. I think they'd keep us up. They always seem to overestimate us a little bit as well. Correct. They were one of three teams that ended on forty-three points. Uh, you actually finished thirteenth, um, yeah. just wow. behind Sheffield United. Sheffield United on this simulation finished on forty-five points. Oh, uh, so, so you're just yeah, two points off. <laughs> Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the, the did you want to take a a, a guess at the three teams that uh, went down? I'll take a stab. I'll say um, Norwich definitely. I will say they also went for Brighton and mm, I don't think West Ham. Brighton and Bournemouth. Okay, so in twentieth was Watford. Really? Finishing on 30 points. Bournemouth just above them on 35. And they had uh, Norwich also going down. They actually had Brighton finishing 10th uh, on 48 points. Actually overtaking Sheffield United on the last day of the season. So, yeah, I thought that was something a bit different. Um, just to see how it gauged. Um, but it had United and Arsenal finishing 7th and 8th. So, um, Manchester United actually ended up finishing 6 points off. Um, fourth, and I must say, Chelsea and Wolves in fourth and fifth actually finished on the same points, which worries me slightly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so uh, as Football Manager does, and Liverpool winning 36 games, drawing twice, and losing zero games, they actually ended up on 110 points. So, well, yeah, it's a bit... I would take that come the end of the season <laughs> if that is anywhere near right, I'd be happy. Sorry, so I'm gonna. Sorry, Finished below Spurs, but um, I'd be delighted if we finished 13th. I have screenshotted this, and when the end of the season comes, we will go back and have a look and see if the simulation was correct, which I'm hoping it's not, because there's no way I want Tottenham finishing about Chelsea. No. So, yeah, so that was just something a bit different uh, for the Wonders of White. Um, so we will go on to... The teaser answer, uh, which uh, Liam, I think, is pretty confident. Uh, so, Liam, uh, what is the answer for Pete's teaser this week? Well, I was confident. Oh, hang on. Now I've just come up with another name. Oh, no. So, there are two names. Well, my first thought was obviously Carlos Tevez. Yes, yes. That's my first thought. Surely it must have been. But then, did he play for Man City before they won the title? And there's another player that played for both clubs. And I don't know whether he won the Premier League. And that's Owen Hargreaves. So I'm not sure. I think I'm going to stick with Carlos Tevez. He was my first answer. But if it Correct. is Owen Hargreaves... I'm it, just... it is. It is Carlos Tevez. Yeah. <laughs> what a yeah, bit. It was Carlos Tevez. Uh, it was the only name that I could think of um, that had won the title. Because he won... It's saying here he won... The title with City, the first season City won it. Right. Um, so 2012. So Carlos Tevez has played for both clubs. Uh, Pete Schmeichel played yes. for both. Andy Cole, Miller, of course. Oh yeah, Andy Cole Andy played Cole. for both. Uh, Brian Kidd, Andre Konchelskis, Dennis Law, Owen Hargreaves. Yeah. So. Owen they, Hargreaves um, obviously didn't win the Premier League. Yeah, no, Owen Hargreaves was there pre-money. Pre 
he was there. But he was part of the uh, Champions League winning squad for uh, uh, the year that we uh, don't mention. Uh, 2007. No one mentions that anymore. Okay. So, Pete. Got to up your game. Yeah, mate, come on. Um, I believe actually Pete is away at the moment. Um, I spoke to Rich. He's actually on holiday for like for quite a while. So um, he has backed up his uh, his teasers. So we've got a uh, so Richard keeping hold of the teasers, and he's gonna um, put them down. Obviously, when we come to them. So yeah. So yeah, a rather short podcast this week. Um, just to be fair, there wasn't really that many games. Um, obviously, next week there's a few more games, and I'm. I'm guessing they're going to replay that Man City West Ham game next weekend instead. So, are Chelsea playing next week, Chris? Yes, we have a small game against Manchester United next Monday. Nice. Uh, and then we've got Tottenham at home, and then we've got Bayern Munich away. So it's all looking rosy. Busy week for you. Yeah. We, we, yeah we, we've got Tottenham on Sunday. Yeah, but you could do us a big, big favour, and I actually think that you might win that on Sunday. I'm glad you've got faith, Chris, because uh, one of us run out a little bit. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else, uh, Liam? Uh, no, not from me this week. Okay, so that is it for this week. So we will see you next week.